Everybody ready to go? Oh, man, what a day. Or as they would say, in fact, I I just gave a greeting. I I, uh, snapped some video out here in the parking lot uh, for some of my friends in Iceland. I said, Kilgadar. Basically, it means what a day. Um, And a little play on words, uh, I basically said, Snjörgaman, and that means snow fun. And I said, if you say that really fast in English, it's no fun. And I said, in Icelandic, it really should be ekigaman. It means no fun. <clears throat> they got a kick out of that. So at any rate, uh, welcome. I'm glad you made it through the snow. We're hopefully done with the snow for the day. I knew that the worst would be uh, just before we got here, and so th- thank you for uh, trudging through the snow. And uh, and by the way, if you're dressed casually, good for you because I'm dressed casually too because I've got my boots on. I had no other choice this morning <clears throat> because, as I mentioned when I first got up, there was only an inch of snow on. I thought, oh, no, not bad. By the time I finished breakfast, it was like five or six. It's like Oh, my, that happened very, very fast. Um, Before we get going, for those of you with an iPhone or an Android or a tablet, and you have the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, if you go in the lower right-hand corner and you click on that and you click on events, first event that pops up is the New Promise uh, Church Uh, notes from today and you can hit save at the top because once the service has begun that little save button gets active and you can click on that save the notes and uh, you'll have everything that we'll be talking about today and you can review it uh, at your leisure so that's available just in case anybody too is online you can do that uh, from home or wherever you are at. And uh, I brought my phone up here just to show you how easy it is to do that. If you don't have that um, app, it's the Bible app or the version, one word, version Bible app. It's a phenomenal uh, tool. It really is. For instance, I use it to do a daily Bible study with my friend Bill Martin down in Florida. You can if, if somebody out there is also a version member, you can do Bible studies together. Um, you can pick one, and, and in fact, you can do it with a, even a larger group if you want. So it's a great tool, and it's a great tool for this church, too, as uh, we go through the notes. Okay, what are we doing today? Everybody remember, we're having a healing service. That's what these are for. We have some frankincense oil here. And in just a little while, uh, we're going to have the elders come forward. If absolutely anybody would like to come forward for either themselves or perhaps you're here representing somebody that you know needs a touch from God, we're going to be doing that today, but we're going to do it according to Scripture. How many people know what happened here almost one year ago to the day. Can anybody tell me? We had a healing service. 
It was March 20th, 2022. Here we are March 19th, 2023. And it's, you know, God knew that all of this was gonna fall into place. This was not on the radar until recently uh, that the Lord really said, do another healing service. And it was only after I looked at the calendar, I went, wow, that's literally just, I mean, literally one year almost to the day. It's only because the, the calendar moves over one day per year in a non-leap year. Um, and uh, so that's what happened one year ago. We're going to do it again today. So it's almost a refresher course on what it is that the Bible talks about when it comes to healing. This is not something of man. This is, uh, this is a, a topic really which should have absolutely no confusion to it. There is a lot of confusion when it comes to this. There shouldn't be. The Bible is very, very clear, and we're going to go through some of those scriptures today so that we all understand just exactly what goes on with uh, this gift called healing that God offers the church. So we're going to keep things fresh as, as we did last time. We will review a few things, but um, we will, toward the end of the service, whoever is here and would like to come forward uh, can. And for those of you watching, here's what's going to happen. We're going to preach and, and teach on what uh, this is all about. We're going to preach and teach on the Scripture, Scripture-based only, what this is uh, and what to expect and really the broad spectrum of what this is. And I'll offer a testimony of my own, uh, not only from last year, and, and I've got a little, more, uh, a little more context now. Now that, that I've been healed from one thing, that many of you know from GERD, uh, I'll reshare that in a second, and a little more context. I think I've got a little more understanding of of what went on there, and something that happened to me this week, which is really amazing. Not surprising, because we have a good, good God. So after all of that, and after the teaching, I'm gonna pray for those that are watching online, and then we're going to conclude the video stream, only so that uh, we can revere the, the rest of our time here and give privacy to those that want to come forward with the elders and uh, according to um, the uh, book of James and what James tells us we ought to do if any one of us is sick and is in need of healing. So that's what we're gonna be doing, just FYI for those of you that are watching online. But I will pray with you and if you want, have some anointing oil. It can be any type of oil. We have some frankincense oil here, but that can be olive oil. It can be, oil represents the Holy Spirit. So that's, uh, you might want to have that handy before the streaming ends, and we pray with all of you that are online. Before we enter, let's ask the Holy Spirit in to open up our hearts so that we can fully understand this thing called healing. 
Father, thanks for this day. And we thank you that your benefits are so, so many. Of course, the best benefit of all is salvation, eternal life with you through the shedding of the blood of Christ, your Son, that washes and cleanses us from all sin. We thank you that you're the one that put that out for us. And we can't work for it, but we can receive it. We thank you that that is truly the most extraordinary benefit of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Yet it goes way beyond that, way beyond those benefits, even the benefits that we studied last spring and early summer in the series that we did. Yet one of the benefits is for physical healing. Help us to understand, Father, what it is that you say about this in your word. Give us your understanding uh, so that we walk away without any confusion. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, as I mentioned before, physical healing can be one of those topics that can cause unnecessary confusion. I say unnecessary confusion because there is so much Scripture that really addresses this, and there doesn't need to be any confusion. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, I'm confident, pretty confident, with all of you right here that we can all agree that we can rely on the Bible. The Bible is inerrant, perfect in every way to guide us in all truths. The major one being there's eternal life. But here on, in our journey, we have other benefits, many benefits. This is just uh, potentially one of them which is offered by God, but we need to keep it in context of the entirety of Scripture. And that's what we're going to do today. So let's establish, just like we did last year, this is a bit of a review from last year, and then I'm going to share a, a new testimony that I have, and an old testimony with a new context that I think I understand a little bit better now. But number one, while Jesus walked the earth in his three-year ministry, Jesus never turned anyone away. He never turned anyone away. He never said no to someone who was looking to him for healing. In fact, there are some people that didn't even know that he had authority over everything, including the physical body, because he touched them and healed them. He had some people who were just trying to grab onto a piece of his robe, the woman with the issue of blood. She had faith, and she knew that all she had to do was touch him. And yet people were just clambering all over him that day, and when he turned around and he said, who touched me? The disciples were like, really? Look at all the throngs of people that are bumping into you. What do you mean, who touched you? No, no, that's not what Jesus meant. Who touched me knowing that they were going to draw power from me? There was an element of faith. And, of course, that is one of the things that we'll be talking about, too, that there's an element of faith. 
So it's, um, it occurs, by the way, 14 times in the Bible. Uh, one of the places is Matthew 12, 15. It says, aware of this, Jesus withdrew from a place, and then a large, a large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. He healed all of them. Now, we need, also need to remember this was one of the ways that Jesus was establishing his authority on the earth with a physical manifestation as he walked the earth. He said no to, he said no to nobody. He said yes to everybody who needed healing. That was one of the ways that he established his authority over everything. Number two, now that Jesus is in heaven, Jesus offers salvation and also physical healing. And we get that from Romans chapter 8, verse 11, which says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So there's a ministry to your mortal body. Even though Jesus is no longer on the earth and establishing his authority in that three-year period. One thing that I really wanted to drive home, and we hit upon this in the last week or two, and that is that God does not send afflictions to teach us anything. Thank you. I'm going to preach over here because they're getting it over here. God does not send afflictions to teach us anything. Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13 says this. Which of you fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Just, just think of, of the, the contrast egg, scorpion, fish, snake, poisonous snake, aggressive snake, fish. Which one would you want? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 this is the Old Testament. For I am the Lord who heals you. This is the Old Testament. Of course, Jesus personified that and established that authority during that three years by healing everyone he came into contact with. And by the way, we just know the little short of it because the Bible is clear. If everything that Jesus did was written in book form, there's no library that could possibly contain what it is he did. It's so much more. We just get a little sliver. And yet we know that Jesus healed absolutely everybody. And in Psalm 107, verse 20, it says, he sent out his word, 
he sent out his word. Why? And healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Now, let's put this in context. In the context of God doesn't send afflictions to teach us anything. So where does that come from? That comes from the devil. That comes from the devil and all of those agents that are trying to absolutely trip us up in every way, shape, or form. That's where diseases come from. That's where anything evil in the world comes from. None of those things comes from the Father. None of them. Why? Well, the Bible is very clear. God gives us good gifts. However, as we learned in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, in the last week or two, God works all things together for the good of those who love him. He works all things, including the things that the enemy tosses our way. Those things, those evil things, those challenges, those diseases, they do not come from the Father. He is not trying to teach us anything. No. However, in context of all of Scripture, he can use those things together for the good of those who love him. Let me give you an example from last year. <clears throat> Many of you know, and perhaps some of you don't. Here's a refresher for those who perhaps are not remembering or maybe, maybe weren't here. Maybe you're watching online <clears throat> and you weren't here last year for the healing service. On January 4th, 2022, that would be over a year ago now, I was at work. Now, I've had gastroesophical reflux disease since I was a teenager, and it was painful, and it was anything I could do to get relief back then, of course. New medicines came in when I became an adult, and for 20-plus years, I was on Prilosec. And I didn't want to be on Prilosec. I didn't want to be on anything. I wanted to be healed. I asked God for healing. But healing didn't come at that point until January 4th, 2022. And I still remember I was holding my Prilosec in my hand, ready to take it. I was at work. And I told you before, I didn't hear it audibly, but I heard very specific words in my heart as I was getting ready to take this pill, and I heard words that said, you don't have to take that anymore. And I stopped, and I thought, wait a minute. I, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is that you, or is that my, my own imagination? And there was nothing. I heard nothing more, nothing. There was silence, and I thought, okay, I've got a decision to make. Do I, by faith, receive what I just heard, or, or do I think it's my own imagination and take these things? Well, I told you what I chose. I thought, all right, by faith, I'm putting this pill back into the box. And that's the last time I took one. 
last time I took one. Now, have I had a little, uh, a little heartburn? Well, you know what? If you have a lot of spaghetti, <laughs> sometimes that just plain old happens, and, but it's nothing that an antacid, a little, little antacid helped, and that was it. But ever since then, you know, the Prilosec is, is collecting dust. I, I need to throw it out. I don't know why I didn't throw it out. It's, you know, it's every time I see it, yeah, I need to throw that out. It's been over a year. But why did it take 20 years? Why wasn't the healing immediate for me? Well, Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And what did he know that I didn't? Well, he knew on January 4th, 2022, that I would be back in your pulpit a month later and that there would be an opportunity for a healing service and that there would be an opportunity for me to give a testimony to his healing goodness. And so God is glorified. Had God healed me, and this is just my, my thinking now, as I put all of this in context, in, in context of Romans 8.28, perhaps if God had healed me when I had asked him to so many decades ago, and maybe the, he would not have been glorified and I would not have given him the praise for that in the context of a healing service. But I had a powerful testimony. There were some of you that had powerful testimonies last year before the healing. And then after, many of you know about the healings that took place when we did this last year. It was a powerful time. One more testimony before we continue on, and that's from this year. Now, many of you know that, that, that I had a head cold, which just, I mean, it took forever to go away. And it went in a very strange sequence. I can't explain it, but it, it took a long time. Many of you know, first of all, I didn't take any time off from work. I didn't need to but I was struggling with some of the little secondary issues that come along with a head cold. Now, last, last week, even last week, in the middle of nowhere, all of a sudden I, I had to expel some, some stuff from my lungs. But all of that's gone now. Praise God, all of that's gone, and I am healed of that. It took a long time. But on Wednesday of this week, I, I do a podcast, by the way, called Weather Jazz, it's basically weather science, earth science, but occasionally we touch on faith items. Well, I, I did a Science Wednesday episode. Everything was fine. I was in my studio. I did, did weather jazz, uh, got ready for work, hopped in the car, and punched in some tunes. And as I'm driving, I'm thinking, man, what's wrong with my, my uh, sound system? Where, where are the lows? Where's the bass? I can't hear any of the, the bass. And I'm checking the, the radio. I said, no, I didn't. You know, the equalization is fine. I'm not hearing the bass. And as the day went on, at the station, there was more and more of the frequencies that were getting 
essentially what felt like edited out of my hearing. I had my little IFB in. It's called an IFB. It's, it's how the directors can talk to you if they need to while you're doing your segments, on-air segments. And I've got this thing in my ear, and I'm thinking, man, I, they're, they're talking to me. I'm understanding it, but you know, where, where's all the low end? It felt, like, it felt like I had an ear infection, but those of you that have had ear infections know that's painful. You know, you get one side or the other. Sometimes you get both sides and you have to have antibiotics. There was no pain with this. There was just, the sound was disappearing. By the time I got home, I sat down on the couch and Sally is in the kitchen and she's making something and I'm, I'm not quite, is she, is she talking to me? And she's, finally she turned around, she goes, how come you're not responding? I said, I can't hear you. I couldn't. It, it, anytime she, she talked, it was like somebody banging on a, a, a tin foil, piece of tin foil. It was super high end. The lows and the mid range were starting to disappear. There was a little piece of the high range I could still make out, but it, I, I had trouble hearing. Now, I had, I had a choice. This is all in context of knowing that there was going to be a healing service today. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I had a choice to make. I could panic, and I could get desperate, or I could rest in the Lord. And so I thought, God, I, I know this is not from you. This is not a good gift. It's not a gift. Something's going on with my hearing, both sides. I can't hear. I said, and I said, I'm going to bed early. And I told Sally, I'm going to bed early. I've got to get some rest. And she started praying for me. And I said, you gotta, you, this is in your court. And I said, I am not going to panic, and I am not going to get desperate. I know you can do something. We're having a healing service, and you know, maybe, maybe this will all happen on Sunday. Incidentally, before I went to bed, I usually file a radio report. I do weather for a radio station in Barberton, WKJA, and I have a home studio a soundproof studio, I close the door, I put on my headphones, I'm filing my reports, and I'm, I can't hear myself. I, I literally cannot hear myself. And I play it back, I usually check it, play it back before I put it into their folders so that when in, they get it in the morning, they have my audio files, and I'm playing it back. I can't hear it. This is what I'm hearing. I said, I have no idea if it's good or not. I said, by faith, I'm just sending it. I am, I'm, I'm hopefully going to assume it's okay. And that's what I went to bed on. So again, <clears throat> I had a choice. I could panic and I could be desperate or I could just relax 
and give it totally to God in faith. So the next morning, Thursday morning, fast forward, I get up. I got up before Noah because Noah normally is down in North Canton for, with the youth group. He doesn't get home until well after midnight on Thursday morning. And so because he has flex time, he can get up a little later. So I got up around 6, 6.30. House is quiet. I mean, it normally is quiet. So I'm getting up thinking, well, the house is quiet. I'm, I'm not going to turn on anything and wake up everybody to see if I can hear yet, but I'm just, I'll just wait. So I very casually had breakfast. I said, well, I think I can hear myself chewing, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and then Noah gets up, and then he plops down for breakfast. And I said, Noah, talk to me. And he goes, why? <laughs> I said, just, just, I said, well, I heard him say, why? I said, well, you know, just, I told him what was going on. I said, I couldn't hear last night. You know, what, what, how, was, how was the service last night? And he started talking. I could hear every word, every word. And I could hear the bass response. I could hear the mid-range. I could hear my hearing was restored. And as I went through the day, you know, I was listening to music. I heard everything. I thought, man, I hope this lasts. It lasted all day. In fact, it lasted since then. So there was healing during the night that happened. And again, why, why did I lose my hearing? That was not from God, but God used it. God used it so that I would have a testimony today, a new one. God is good. God is absolutely good. All right, next point. Uh, faith is an, is an essential element. I'm going to give you seven places in, in the Bible, and it's also on the YouVersion Bible app for those that want to look them up themselves. Uh, but they're, they're essentially too voluminous. They're too, too numerous and voluminous to actually go through the day today. But those that would like to, it's Matthew chapter 9, verse 22. Matthew 15, verse 28. Mark 10, 52. Luke 8:50, Luke 17, 19. Luke 18, 42. And Acts 3, 16. These are just a few of the spots. Faith is an essential element in asking God for healing. Did miraculous healing cease after Jesus went up into heaven? No. John 14, 12 is where I gravitate to. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, these are the words of Jesus, Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And it's by that power that we see these things happening today. Not by our power, not by our faith, but our faith activates the Holy Spirit to do those things even greater than what we saw in Jesus. And a quick little side note. Now, this, this happened quite a bit ago, and I'm, I'm not going to 
do any finger pointing other than to tell you this. We were going to a church at that point who had a pastor at that point and no longer is there who did not believe that miraculous things still happen today. And I thought, wait a minute, what about John 14, 12, who says, we will do even and see and witness even greater things than these. Isn't all of the Bible, if all of the Bible is real, then I have to believe that, and I can't believe and receive what that pastor believes. We left that church. That pastor's no longer there. They have a good pastor now. I'm very happy about that. But we left that because we could not, because of this. If the Bible is true, you can't pick and choose what you're going to believe. It's all there. But of course, again, remember the context. While you may see affliction, I did. I've seen, you've all seen affliction. But in Romans 8.28, Remember, it says that God uses those things for the benefit of those who love him. He can use those things in the interim while we wait to be in his presence forever. Okay, as we wrap up, what should we do if we need a healing from God, a physical healing from God? God's not going to give you a hard time if you ask. In fact, he encourages it. We go to James chapter 5, and this is what we're going to do today, and that's what I'm going to invite all of you online who have maybe poured out some oil somewhere in a little container. And it says, are any of you sick? We're, we're, we're talking physical ailments here. Are any of you sick? you should call on the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Why in the name of the Lord? Because it's Jesus and the power of Jesus who heals. It's not any of us. And it goes on. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. That's the greater of the two, to have your sins forgiven and to have your eternity absolutely secured. Now, often we stop there. However, verse 16 frames the model properly. So again, context. And it goes on, Therefore, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, we're going to do that today. Will it be immediate? Some saw immediate healing last year. Some didn't. I didn't see immediate healing from my reflux for decades. So some, sometimes we don't understand why, and with time, you may understand why God did what he did, when he did, and how he did it. 
I'm beginning to understand a bit more. He was glorified more by waiting for January 4th, 2022 for me so that I could testify to his goodness to you last year and today. And the hearing, of course, there was an element of faith. I said, it's in your court. I am not going to panic because you've got this. And the next morning, all of my hearing was restored, and there, there, was, there was no pain in any of that. So I don't know what that was, but God, got the God is getting the glory, right? So sometimes we don't understand the big context un, yeah, until the passage of time. But we should never be afraid to ask for healing. There's a biblical model for that. And there must be an element of faith. By the way, in context of James chapter 5, if God has been nudging you to deal with unrepentant sin, now is the time to confess it and to repent. To repent means to change direction or to agree with God that that is sin and get rid of it and deal with it. So let's take a moment Close your eyes now, and I ask you to confess any of those hindrances so that all of you, your prayers, all of those hindrances to your prayers can be removed. Silence for about 30 seconds. I'll let you look into your heart. I'm going to address the folks online right now, and uh, in just a moment we will be concluding our streaming service so that we can uh, respect the privacy and revere the moments of James chapter 5 as the elders will be anointing any one of you that, that would like to either come forward for yourself or maybe you have a loved one or a friend or someone very special you would like to come on their behalf uh, we certainly encourage you to do that but we will be concluding the online service here in just a moment but not before we pray with you so have your your you may not have an elder with you at the moment but it's okay you have the anointing oil you have the faith and according to James chapter 5, we join you electronically. Time and, and physical space is no, is no match for God. God understands that wherever you are. So let, let me pray for you as you get ready to anoint uh, for those that are doing that online. Father in heaven, I extend my hand to you in lieu of the elders who will be coming, coming forth uh, here at the, any moment. Uh, Father, we agree with everybody who's watching online and who will be anointing, maybe somebody who needs healing, maybe themselves, 
that they anoint themselves with oil. The oil represents the Holy Spirit that was given to us according to John chapter 14 when Jesus said that we would see greater works because he has sent the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to release the anointing. So we, we pray and agree with you and ask for your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for joining us online. We'll be concluding the, the um, online portion right now, again, so that we can respect the privacy and reverence of the moment. Where And I'm going to ask the elders, those that have been predetermined to come forward. We have four... Uh, containers here with frankincense oil. It's just a wonderful smell. It's one of the gifts that Jesus received.